On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by cardiologist Dr. Paddy Barrett, chatting all things cardiovascular disease. The way I look at this is that the the two statistics that everyone should really be aware of is cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death globally and in most developed nations, but it's also the most preventable. 90% of it can be prevented at an early stage if you just follow the right steps and formula. So I look at it as a, a scary opportunity. As ever available on all podcast platforms. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time Imon Irokti Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligam, a Makan Shah, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, on Kestin Echol. Vientalam Aginom Griv, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the Left Wing Independent.ie's Rugby Podcast. I'm Will Slattery and delighted to be joined in studio, as always, by Luke Fitzgerald. Luke, I dropped the ball this week. I apologise. I meant to do something about our German techno intro <laughs> straight from Leisureplex. <laughs> and I've actually, I, I, I actually stayed up late one night forming my own theme music. Arctic Monkeys, do you want to know, interspersed with footage commentary footage of some of your great tries <laughs> two in particular yeah you could be searching for a long while to get some do you want to guess which two they are actually out of interest um i would say maybe leinster munster 2009 and yes o'driscoll horgan yeah, fitzgerald that, that was a <laughs> that was a good old day at the office in fairness uh good memories there um, and I'm not sure in a second. Not sure in a yeah. second. It's good acting by Luke because I actually told him off air what they were before we decided to set it up as if he didn't yeah. know. Uh, it's yeah. the Did I fool anyone? Uh, well, I thought you sounded <laughs> reasonably convincing. <laughs> yeah. Not too disingenuous. It was the uh, try against what happened. In fairness, though, hang on. I did get the first try. Oh, fair. You did get the first try. I did try that one. Yeah, that one. That's, that's the, obviously the go to one. He guessed yeah. Argentina for the second one, which was actually a good guess, but I went with the O'Driscoll. I Carlos, did want to take credit for something. The O'Driscoll that Carlos Spencer passed through the legs to Luke Fitzgerald in the corner. It's pretty special. I think Drico gets most of the credit for that one. To be fair, a lot of your tries on YouTube are you just getting the ball in the corner and putting them down. Oh, listen, I had, there was a bit of work left to do in that one. A bit of a, of a side, one side one step. One side step true. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be taking that away from me, Will. Hang no, on. There, no, was a, there was a bit of work in there. That was actually a really good performance as well. Yeah, I, I actually should have got a fourth try. There was a, a bad. You got a hat trick in that game. I got a hat trick. Should have got a fourth. Um, an unbelievable break by Shawnee Cronin, and at the absolute, he uh, was out of the blocks as per usual. Left, I think Dylan Hartley for dead. Went through the gap, and then we had one last pass to make, and it was a forward one, and it cost me the fourth try. This is actually game. very off topic, but the following week they you played Northampton at home and lost. Without a bonus point. And I actually think if you'd won that game, you could have won the Heineken Cup that year because you had to go away to Toulon then in the quarterfinal. And the team was actually still playing. I know Matt O'Connor was there. We were still playing. Hang on, hang on. To cover that, I know Matt O'Connor was there. I thought Matt O'Connor was a really good coach. But Joe Schmidt. Well, look, there's definitely differences between look, the two. They have different qualities. He thinks very differently about you, different You things. actually rate him very highly uh, as opposed because a lot of Leinster fans, I suppose, had a quite a critical view of him. I liked Matt a lot. I don't know what to say. Uh, I liked his personality. Um, could he be better in a few areas? Fuck, I, I don't know. I think every coach could be. So uh, I liked him a lot. That was my own opinion. 
But do you agree with my opinion that if you had beaten Northampton because the team was... Absolutely, look, I think we dropped the ball there at the end. My, my old mate, unfortunately, I hate to, to hash up a, <laughs> a dark memory, but we, we were on their line at the end. We had a bit of an overlap as well. I think we tried to play one at the back. The ball slipped out of Jamie Heaslip's hands. They went the, the length of the pitch and ended up getting a comfortable victory. We didn't even get a bonus point from it. So um, we were pretty close, but it was a be way better performance by them and probably subpar by us to a certain degree. But I think they had, they deserved a lot of credit for it. But like I said, it could have been a very different story if we'd won that one. Tight, they're tight margins in sport, though. And Luke, you've actually outdone yourself this week in terms of the guest getting. Now, <laughs> I did say the pressure was on you to kind of prove your pulling power at the start when we launched this podcast. And you've done well, Sean O'Brien, Mike McCarthy. Now you've got a Lions captain. We have Peter O'Malley <laughs> joining us in a couple of minutes. How did you twist his arm? Uh, I don't have any good. I don't have any information on him or anything like that. Listen, <laughs> he's just a, a good bloke, and obviously had a decent relationship with Peter. I grew up um, in. I spent five years in Cork uh, with my family. Uh, when I was younger and Pete would have been close enough in terms of Did you know him? No, I didn't know Pete then oh. but the people that we would have been very close with then during that period would all know Pete from Cork Con I, was, I played some rugby in Cork Con so the, my parents probably would have known uh, knew, sorry um, Pete's parents um, but uh, just a good fella always got on well with Pete uh, a super player um, obviously very talented goes without saying and a great leader man I'm delighted we got him on the show because Sometimes it's hard to get access to the guys, but I think you know off the back of, and you'd like to think hopefully that some of the guys have listened back to some of the some of the podcasts so far. That it's a nice environment to, mm. to have a good discussion about rugby, about themselves, and and you know the future in, in you know for themselves and for where they're working. You know whether that be Munster or Leinster. So um, yeah, who wouldn't want to come on with us? That's the question. That is the question. I'm sure we'll find out in the course of the year. Um, but no, like I said, it's been a, it's been a good start, and it's great to get someone from Munster on as well and get their viewpoint because obviously, you know, things are going to be changing down there um, soon. So hopefully, we we'll get a we we'll get an opinion from Peter. I'm sure he will because obviously, you know, Munster captain, he'll be, I'm sure, uh, involved in that process. Perhaps at maybe not at, at, at the highest levels, but I'm sure himself and some of the leadership group will be questioned on, um, you know, who they think is suitable to to come in. We're now joined on the line by Munster captain and Lions captain over summer Peter O'Mahony Peter I know you're, I saw you back in Munster Judy today doing your mean Peter O'Mahony face at a photo shoot but Conor Marie caught you uh, fairly rapid on Instagram he did a, he did a right job me to be fair um, <laughs> he's well able he's well able to get a sneaky a sneaky Snapchat or Instagram story and alright um, you know, we, we were doing a bit of doing a bit of work for Bank of Ireland and obviously our, our, our sponsor so we uh, oh nice little the drop job. in there Smooth nicely done Pete you can tell you're Absolutely. a seasoned vet there <laughs> <laughs> here, uh, in fairness you've got a good resting bitch face in fairness I think the girls call them that don't they you've got he, he's oh. got you're pretty strong in that area you're fearsome enough <laughs> you're an easy enough guy to get in that department yeah, um, absolutely correct. Listen, the reason we have you on the show, well, not the only reason, love to have you on again, but want to talk, uh, obviously, Lions Tours. Is that the, are the dogs, are they doing the interview as well? No, 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 they're fine, they're fine. <laughs> right, well, want to talk, uh, talk about the Lions Tour, man. How did you get on? Um, yeah, look, I loved it. Um, it, was a, it was an incredible experience. Um, you know, start to finish, obviously, it's, it's a hugely special thing to, to be selected for the Lions, as you know, and and you know, to I suppose the tour itself in New Zealand was is always special, um, and the fact that we went out, or I wish we were disappointed we didn't win, but um, it was a very competitive series, and 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 I suppose there was lots of people writing us off, even for even for the the games before the tests, and and I thought we got stuck in there, and 
Um, look, I learned a huge amount. Um, and they, as I said, they're super for that, aren't they? I mean, like it's so great. I mean, I suppose. I mean, you know, you get a, a bit of a, a snapshot into that. And uh, I was talking about this at Will and Shawnee. You get a bit of a look into the other setups, and you get to see, you know, things you like, maybe things you don't like. But it's a, such a big learning curve. Uh, and I always felt like, geez, it really armed you going forward in your career. Um, and really helped you think through things in the game and give you a different insights. Did you find that yourself on the tour? Yeah, hundred um, percent. As you said, as you said, you get to get to see what some of the best clubs and, and the countries in the world are, are doing. And, and you know, I had no problem chatting away to you know Saracens guys, telling them what we were doing. They were very forthcoming and in, in in the stuff that they were at. And I suppose you you all learn and 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 you have to you have to. To soak these things up and, and get better and improve and, and and you know yourself you you have to keep you have to keep learning and and certainly it's it's a great place to learn is when you're around guys as good as that and and playing at that level for so long. Yeah, well, listen, is, was there anyone in particular? I know Shawnee mentioned that uh, Borthwick was a guy he was extremely impressed with and he was really interested about. I mean, I know you're, you're uh, a keen line-out uh, student um, from what I gather. Anyway, I never had any uh, any dealings in that area. I kept as far away as I could. But was there any, any guys in particular that uh, you can say, geez, I really learned an awful lot from that coach or from that player? Yeah, look, I'd have to second what Shawnee said about Steve. He was... Um, he was incredibly diligent, uh, hardworking, very knowledgeable. Um, look, you'd see with the way the English pack has gone the last few years. Um, having worked with Steve now, they've he's got they've got his stamp all over them, and um, he impressed me a huge amount. Look, guys, a lot of the English guys impressed me, um, mm. particularly Saracens guys. Um, you know, the guys were you know top of the top of the European tree at the moment obviously um, England been so successful over the last few years um, you can see why they why they are so, so successful the guys are are hungry to win and 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 are probably ahead of the game a little bit with the way they've the way they're training and 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 going about things so yeah look he learned a huge amount from all of them yeah, Peter, Peter, I guess the way he ended up getting selected was with a kind of a great run of form towards the end of the season. Um, and then you became a leader on tour pretty quickly. What was your mindset going into the tour? Did, did you consider yourself as one of the leaders of the squad or did that kind of just happen naturally after a good couple of games? Um, look, as soon as I got selected, I, I just wanted to go and enjoy my tour. And and the easiest way of doing that is just being yourself and, 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 and obviously trying to put a stamp on... on 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 the team through your game and and just playing as well as you can because it's, it's obviously so special to get selected. The last thing you want to do is, is let it down and and you want to go and play well. So that's all and enjoy yourself because you know listen to guys who've been on tours um, and knowing that you know even in Six Nations that you win or 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 any competitions they go very quickly and and you know six eight weeks away sounds like a long time but. You know, looking back, it's it's a very short period, and and you've got to enjoy it. And and I, I enjoyed my tour, as I said already. Um, you know, I just wanted to get out there and get stuck in and and play along, play along with the, as I said, some of the best players in the world, which is always going to be enjoyable. Uh, and Pete, got to ask you as well uh, about the captaincy. I mean, you're a kind of, kind of guy who's been earmarked as a leader from from early doors, kind of a, a Reese Rudder character uh, in that respect. Who's been, you know, captain, uh, you know, Leinster teams in, in Reese's case, but obviously in your case, captain Munster teams from a very early age. It seems to be like, do, do you find it an easy burden? Obviously, I, I've played with you. I, I know what you're like, but 
everyone else mightn't. I mean, do you find it an easy kind of thing to burden that kind of that uh, that extra bit of responsibility? Um, at times, parts of it are easy. Parts of it are, are quite difficult. You know, um, there's you find a some talking to the media and, difficult. <laughs> oh, the hardest part by, by um, No, like you know, there's there's probably stresses, especially club stuff that you know you might have to worry about that isn't specifically rugby related and. and when it comes to the rugby stuff, there's, there's a lot you have to worry about. Um, that some guys just can just take the head down and, and, and just battle away and, and, and be happy enough to do that. But um, look, there's, there's obviously an extra responsibility comes with it. But um, I must say, I'm in, I enjoy being involved in that side of it as well and doing a bit of organising. And uh, not that it comes easy to me, but as I said, I, I kind of enjoy enjoy getting stuck into the, to the other parts as well. And what was the conversation like when Warren took you aside and told you you'd be the captain for the first test? Um, he basically, he, um, he asked me the Thursday before the, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday before the Maori game, uh, he asked me at breakfast what I captain aside and that was the end of that conversation. <laughs> and before, yeah, I know, I know, it wasn't, it wasn't glamorous as you thought you were going to hear there. Um, Spit out the and, porridge. <laughs> yeah, before the test, then he, he didn't, he didn't say anything to me. He just, uh, I thought I was, I thought I was out to be honest because uh, normally, you know, you, you, you'd obviously be asked that uh, and the fact that I wasn't, um, I presumed that I was, I was, I wasn't going to be, wasn't going to be playing, and uh, he named the team with with captain after me. So it was. Uh, was you must have got some shock then, yeah. How did you like? How did you kind of get get your head around it? Yeah, well, it's funny when you when that happens, you've about five minutes to kind of be shocked, and then you've 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 about a day and a half, two days before. One of the best, biggest tests of your life, so you've got enough you to worry about. Are you getting a boat out, a boat out of the country, Pete? <laughs> What's a crack? <laughs> we're, we're at the house is literally uh, on the river, and it's a fucking big, huge ferry going past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought um, you were doing a runner. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'd hang around for a while. Uh, man, um, yeah. So look, uh, and look. Um, it sounds like it, it's a funny kind of way. Like those conversations. I mean, people sometimes think they're kind of glamorous, but they often happen in kind of weird places like that. It's just because there's 40, 50 guys you're managing. Where you see them sometimes, if you made the decision the night before, you just say, "Look, gotta just do it now." I suppose if you're the coach, would what would Joe Schmidt's conversations be like? Would they be shorter, longer, more in depth? I never had those. Any, I had the different kind of conversations. Well, <laughs> I was, uh, I had the different kind of ones, Pete, uh, with Joe from time to time. Um, but I'd say it would be quite si- like look quite similar. But at the same time, I mean, in Ireland camp the last couple of years, we'd had Paulie or Bestie doing that job. Who Joe would probably have been discussing a lot of things with behind the scenes in terms of squad direction, in terms of getting different messages out and getting those lads on message and getting feedback from them as well. Possibly not taking it, but he's the boss, I suppose. That's his prerogative. <laughs> but look, I think they're, they're the kind of ways you have to do it. And look, sometimes it's very difficult to do it the right way with everyone. You're, the, 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 your time in camp is very limited. Um, you know, you're trying to get organised for this big test match. You've got a short turnaround to analyse a game um, and then you've got to move on and analyse the opposition for the next week. And you've got to get, deliver all this bad news in the meantime and some good news as well. So, it's difficult to do it the right way. Every coach has different methods. I'm sure Pete will, will attest to that. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to, to, to get that right all the time. Uh, I think honesty is the best policy, but Joe would, would probably be of that ilk. Yeah, Peter, uh, one thing I was surprised to hear from, I, Sean mentioned it and you kind of mentioned it there, is that Warren m- mightn't be like the most 
forthcoming coach in terms of sharing his plans with the players or, or he wouldn't maybe talk to the guys that much uh, during the week. Is, is that what you found as well? Um, like, well, Warren, is, he was kind of director rugby, so he, he, um, he has his own style and his own way of, of going about things. And, uh, you know, like I had, most of my interaction would have been with Steve um, with regard to line out and forward stuff. And, 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 and that, that was the main relationship I had with the coach and staff, obviously, with Faz, obviously, and, and, and Rob as well, attack-wise. But uh, a, lot of my, a lot of my meetings would have gone through Steve and, and that's just the way it was. What Warren was kind of director of rugby, he's kind of over the lads. The lads do the, the on-field stuff. Mm. Um, and if Warren had a point, he'd have no problem coming in with it. But um, they were kind of the, the on-field guys who were, who were looking after the kind of small detail, I suppose. And this is one thing that Sean mentioned was the workload in the lead up to the first test. You know, for, from your memory as the captain, did you feel a similar sentiment, or do you think that it was it was a good a good kind of workload? Um, I think you've heard Sean's comments on those ones, so I leave I leave Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that I, one. <laughs> I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna step back to that one over the moment. <laughs> yeah, look, I think that's fair enough, uh, Pete. And everyone has different opinions on different things, and I'm sure there was parts Correct. like it's like as a player, everyone's gonna experience a tour in different ways. Not everyone's gonna see things the same way. Sometimes they do. If they get it right or wrong, sometimes you know it's fairly blatant and there's no hiding from it. But look, I think this tour it was always going to be a difficult ask, and it was always like it's very hard to get so many players together in such a short space to play the best team in the world. Uh, and I suppose that, like, I mean, when you're forming ideas and forming a team, which is kind of the, the real challenge with that tour, like it's different people are going to come across different ways. And uh, and I can't, you know, I think I think Shawnee, I'm not going to argue with Shawnee's point of view. That's that's his point of view. I'm happy, you know. Peter, I'm I'm happy to take take, uh, you know your your uh, I suppose view on that, uh, and I think like it's very it's very difficult to manage everyone, you know. I I, I would say uh, that that obviously blew up fairly big in in the media subsequently, you know. And I think um, I, I was I was happy. It was great to see someone give you know a fairly honest and forthright opinion that was probably contradictory to the party line, which is very difficult in a rugby environment to do. So. I thought it was great, and look, no need for you to comment on that. Um, listen, in terms of back back to the monster stuff here, how, how's everyone doing with the with the news that Rassi's leaving? Yeah, look, it's you know you know yourself the way the way professional rugby's gone, it's part and parcel of it. And and to be fair to the guy to Razzy and Jacques, um, uh, you know, I, I came down the road today with with Doug Howlett, and he was asking me, kind of, how are they getting on now? The fact that obviously they've announced they're going and. I said, like, if you would come, if you come in at this time last year to a meeting and and came in today to a meeting, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. You know what I mean? They've been they've been driving things as if they were uh, as if they were staying put for the next couple of months or a couple of years. You know what I mean? So it's they've been very good, uh, very professional about it. Um, and the guys are, are just putting head down and, and working hard, you know. I guess with the bit of coaching upheaval, the onus falls on the senior players like yourself to step up. And I read an interesting comment from Tommy O'Donnell in the media, and he said that you've kind of you've even been different in team meetings to how you were before the Lions tour. That he said that you've re- almost like you've reassessed your view on the game, and you're coming at it from maybe a broader picture. Do you feel like you've learned a lot over the summer that you've brought into practice now? Yeah, yeah definitely. I have, yeah, and. and Look, whatever that went on last season as well with Axel, obviously, and all that kind of stuff, um, it probably put a lot of things in perspective. And and you know, rugby is very important to to obviously us in Munster and and me personally. But you know, there's at times you have to think there's 
is more important things as well. And and not that I not that I'm going soft, but um, <laughs> there's a uh, you know what I mean. Uh, there's, kids there's, will do that to you, Pete. <laughs> and so i'm still i've got a, i've got a heart of stone still mate um, yeah, um no doubt well yeah, one thing i just going back yeah. to the line store obviously uh you know you had that you had that funny interaction with warren at breakfast when he told you, you were the captain what was the conversation the not so pleasant conversation like the following week when he had to give you the news that you were being dropped uh very similar um sam is in your out Best of luck, kid. Uh, <laughs> That's it. Now, there was no best of luck part, but uh, he said, he said like, I'm going with Sam this week, and I said, fair enough, that's, 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 that's the way it goes, you know what I mean? That's, that's life. I think um, o- overall, like when you look at last season, I mean, geez, it was an unbelievable result like from where you came from. I mean, you obviously got in for the last game of... Uh, of the Six Nations, but to I mean to get on that line store off the back of some unbelievable performances, man. I'm sure you look back at it and say, "Geez, that, what a year!" Uh, and to end up where you where you ended up as Lions captain for, you know, uh, for, for a match. I mean, surely that's it was an unbelievable cap to, to a tough year. Yeah, it was absolutely. Uh, you know, um, as I said, it was especially to be especially to be involved with the Lions and and to get a to captain a, a Lions in a test team is is some not something that's that's done by many people. So it's uh, it's something that I I'll be very proud of for a long time, you know. What were the emotions like watching the second and third test? Uh you know, obviously you were involved in the starting team and then you weren't even picked on the bench. Was it tough to take or you know, as the as the captain or for the first test you probably had to switch on pretty quickly and just do what's best for the team. Yeah, like you know, it's 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 a difficult place to be in, but it's another part of professional rugby that you just have to get on with, and and you have to try and prepare the the team that's selected as as best you can for the Saturday. You know, I I, I was hugely invested in in the squad and the team, and and wanted them to my 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 appetite for the for the squad to win the series didn't didn't dwindle. You know what I mean? I, I still wanted the boys to win, and and did everything I could, obviously over the, the last two weeks to uh, to prepare them as best I could. You know, it's just part and parcel of rugby these days. No, I um. How did you feel about the, the the drawn series in the end? Uh, everyone a bit deflated. I mean, I know I was a little bit. How, how did the, how did you feel? Yeah, it was it was strange. I, I didn't, to be honest. I should have known. I didn't really know what the process was. I didn't know whether that was there was injury time or what the crack was. But it was it was very strange on the pitch afterwards. Um, you know, uh, it was kind of a nothing feeling more than <laughs> more than a kind of a, a horrible sickly loss or, or you know a crazy win it, it was kind of nothing it was, it was weird how do you how do you celebrate a draw you don't <laughs> as really. best you can <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm sure you made a fist um, of it anyway but I mean like it, it, it was kind of surreal watching it from, from a distance I was I was the exact same I was like oh so there's going to be extra time and then <laughs> he just blew up I was like it was yeah. bizarre. Well, with all due respect to Pete and the lads, I think it, it was a pretty good result. I think they they would have bit your hand off for it at the start. Well, like, would you have taken a drawn series at the start, Pete? Um, you know, I don't think I would. I, I don't think I play rugby to go draw a series. You know what I mean? Uh, you go to win, and and you, know, you look to the other forty guys that were were named alongside you. You would you had all the tools to go and, to go and win a a series in New Zealand. I know I know it sounds it probably sounds a bit. It sounds a bit brave now saying it afterwards, but you know you don't you don't have guys in, in that t- on that tour that are that are that are going to be content with withdrawing a series like so. I, I don't think I can answer yes to that to that to that question. 
Just one thing I wanted to get your opinion on uh, as well is, uh, you know, Felix Jones has obviously been such an important part of the Munster coaching setup, and he seems to have been kind of even marked by Joe Schmidt as someone who's on the up and up. What can you tell us about him? What does, what are his strengths as a coach? Um, look, very very similar to what he was as a as a player, incredibly diligent, professional. Um, you know, his his work ethic is is second to none. Um, you know, he'll leave no stone unturned. Hugely passionate about about rugby and the game and Munster and 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 wanted Munster to do well and um, I couldn't speak highly of the way he's 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 carried himself and Jerry the way they've carried themselves over the last kind of year um, they've had to take a lot a lot of responsibility and and obviously even more now the last kind of few months since the two lads are are leaving and and they've carried themselves incredibly impressively. Um, yeah, geez, I, I couldn't. I mean, myself and we were talking about it briefly before we came on, and we were talking about Felix, and I, and I couldn't. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, I played against the guy. Actually, we played against the guy from like under under elevens, under twelves, minis for years. He was always the same. He's the most single minded, one of the bravest players I've ever played yeah. against. Unbelievable guy, and like you said, unbelievably diligent. He's a guy. I think he's. It, it's going to be really interesting to watch his career path, and I'm really interested. It's great to hear you say that the, he's got the respect of the lads, and, and, and like I mean, have you enjoyed watching him grow? Obviously, he's he was in your peer group, Pete. Um, but like, have you enjoyed watching him grow as a coach? Yeah, look, I haven't enjoyed being co- being coached <laughs> by him. You know, it's, it's, it's 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 very refreshing to have someone who who is that passionate, who could be as passionate about about the game from a coaching point of view as he is playing. You know, he he delivers meetings, he delivers in meetings incredibly well and and passionately, and and you know you can see how much he wants you to learn from what he's trying to get across to you, and um, that's some, that's something that's very impressive that that not every coach can can come from because he's been there and he's he's done it at the highest level, you know. But it must be tough as well for someone so young to command the respect of a team like that. I'd say it's unbelievable, but it's a, it's a huge testament that he's been able to step up so quickly. Uh, you know, it's kind of a bit like a Leo Cullen who had to step into the into that void in Leinster. But he uh, was a European Cup winning captain, you know, yeah, even Felix. But but Felix is, you know, I, I, like Felix would have always been in the senior player group, wouldn't he, from, from a young enough age as well, Peter Foy. Correct me if I'm wrong there, would he not? Yeah, he would have been. He would yeah. have been. He, he would have always had an, uh, an an important opinion, and and you know, obviously, he would have dri- driven standards in Munster because because that's something he believes in hugely, and 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 whether it was training or games or or off the field, his, his standards and and his driving standards would have been second to none. You know, just looking ahead a bit to November, Pete. Obviously. You had a real tough back row battle in your hands to even get into that Lions team. It's just as similar with Ireland in terms of the quality there. Are you looking forward to getting into camp and trying to you know, edge out a couple of these guys? Because it's just so competitive to get one of those six or seven jerseys. Yeah, look, uh, you're asked that every time you go near November or Six Nations or, or, a, or a European game these days. Um, and it has, has been that way for a long time. You know, it's, it's just such a competitive area. And... and um, it, it doesn't seem to ever get easier. There's, there's just a conveyor belt of, of classy players, young players, um, constantly being churned out by, by the country and the different provinces. So it's it's nothing new, to be honest with you. And it's it's always good to be working along younger guys and older guys who can who you can learn so much off all the time, you know. And in a period like the Six Nations last year when you were fighting to get into that team, would Joe kind of come to you and tell you what he wants you to do to, to make that breakthrough into the starting team? Or would you ask him or would you just kind of think yourself what you need to do? I think that standards are a big thing in there anyway, aren't they? I mean, like Joe is a big, a big guy for like every action, every day, you know, that 
they, like he's watching everything, you know. And I think Pete touched on that, and it's a really important part of being a professional rugby player is dealing with, say, not being in the team and making sure that everything that you do in camp is positive, helps the team. And, and that can work in your favour. Oh, absolutely. I think Joe's a big man for that. I think if you have any kind of negative, if, you, if, you've, if you're being negative, if you're not, if you're not producing and training uh, because you're disappointed, I think he's big on that, Pete. Would you echo that sentiment? I think that's a, that's a really crucial. That's actually one of his best facets as well of, of, a man, of being a manager of people, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, he, he's he, he demands a very high standard and, and across the board, not just not just on the training pitch, but across across all areas of of, of the game. And and, and um, it, it's something it's his go-to. And uh, you know, as a result, you you can see it trickling through. Uh, as I said, the young guys and stuff picking it up earlier. Now the fact that they're in in camp earlier and 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 it's coming through the provinces from players coming back down and and. And uh, and you know telling the younger guys again what what you need to do to to be to be at that level you know. Well, Pete, on that note, we'll let you go. I think your dogs are whimpering for some yeah, they food. They need there. some pedigree, chum, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, Pete, thanks a million for for coming on. It's a big coup for us to get the the Munster and Lions captain um, uh, uh, on the show, and we're delighted to have you on. And hopefully, we'll have you on again. Tell everyone down in uh, the uh, sunny south that I said hello, um, and sure we'll see you soon. Thanks very much, Pete. Not a bother. Cheers, lads. And that's all we have time for this week on The Left Wing. Thank you so much for listening. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, or get us on independent.ie. We'll be back next week for another podcast. But until then, thanks so much for listening, and goodbye.